0: This is Bob Morris in Desert Horticulture. Today I would like to talk to you about damaged plants, in particular, damaged trees. What should you do? How fast will they grow? Will they repair themselves? All this and more on today's Desert Horticulture. I had a person write a question to me that I answered online. By the way, you can find uh, pictures to accompany these uh, this discussion that I'm having <clears throat> uh, to some of these answers by following the extreme horticulture blog that I write the question on this was a red push pistache tree was planted in my yard last week unfortunately received some damage along the way a six inch strip of bark is missing its oozing sap and several branches were cracked and stripped of vegetation the stake supporting the tree cracked in two locations, one next to the damaged bark. Obviously, it was planted poorly. Should I be concerned? What steps should I take? Uh, should I take to prevent long-term issues? Well, a <clears throat> couple of things. One is that yeah, you should be concerned when there's that much damage, because that means that they were careless when they planted the tree. Most likely, it was during the planting stage. It could have happened. Remember when you receive damage when you're picking plants it could be damaged at the wholesaler, at the grower, it could be damaged at the retail operation of the nursery, it could be damaged during planting or it could be damaged during maintenance, management after after planting. So any of those things could uh, could happen. But yeah, you should be concerned. And the number one issue that I would be concerned about is not the visual but really the long-term health of the plant. There is a disease, it's uh, called crown gall, and uh, it it's uh, caused by a, a soil bacterium. The bacteria is in the soil in just about all of the different locations, so you can't get away from it. It's just there. But if you, the one of the purposes of having uh, the skin or the outer bark of a tree, uh, limbs or whatever it might be, is is protection. It's like our skin it prevents uh, infections. It helps to prevent infections. That's that's the purpose of the bark on, on these trees as well, and shrubs or whatever you're planting. There's an outer layer, and there can be lots of different things that can be attached to that layer, like, like um, stuff to repel insects, uh, lots of different things, but primarily it is a defensive mechanism. It's something that is defensive for the plant in keeping out infections otherwise see when when there is damage to the trunk or any part of the tree even in cutting you allow that's wounding you're allowing for the possibility that diseases can enter inside the plant just like wounding us what do we do when we when we have a cut when we have an abrasion we we make sure it's clean we sanitize it and then we leave it alone in the open air to dry out and it's the same way with trees and shrubs the same principles are involved you make sure it's cleaned and if it wasn't cleaned at the time it was uh it was it was damaged make sure it was clean because that's all you can do and then just let it heal on its own there's no point in spraying anything there's there's nothing you can do about it anymore it's going to heal on itself in fact there's pretty strong research that shows that the healing of this damage that you've seen to this tree the healing happens within 12 to 24 hours after it's been damaged so there's really not much that you can do so when we're talking about the healing that occurs within about within a few hours after it's been damaged it starts to set up a protective layer that repels most many of the of the uh insects or diseases that can attack these plants so that's the first thing that happens that happens within 12 to 24 hours but make sure that the that the wound has been cleaned and that's why I'm so adamant when we're pruning plants to Make sure that you're starting with sterilized shears to begin with. You sanitize. Don't don't let them get full of junk and dirt and whatnot. But anyway, this soil bacterium, the bacterium itself is called Agrobacterium tumefaciens. It has a very fascinating history behind it that I can get into at some point, not here, but in another, perhaps another one. You can ask me questions about it too. But Agrobacterium. Tumofaceans is the crown gall disease that can enter the plant. And what happens is, at the time of planting, if if the tools that came in contact with the soil, like, say, shovels and whatnot, cause the injury to these trees, then the dirt that was in the soil, if it carries the agrobacterium, the bacterial disease in it, That may well. Really, it could be any bacteria, any type of disease, whether it's fungal or bacterial. But the usual problem is agrobacterium, and it it causes a like you would expect. The species name for this agrobacterium is the genus tumefaciens. Is the species tumor? That's where the word tumor comes from. Tumefaciens. It, it, its tumor face. It has a face of a tumor. It looks like a tumor visually. It looks like a tumor, and that's what crown gall can can occur can occur on damaged trees and shrubs and and plants. I've seen it on tomatoes that have been damaged. So that's why it's very important when these things are planted that no damage occurs to any part of the plant, including the root system. You really. <laughs> I know it's, it would be tough because uh, so much, so many, and I've done it. I, I have, I have taken a, a pruning shears or a clean knife, and I have cut off roots that were too long and wouldn't fit in the planting hole. I've done it, especially on bare root stuff. I, I've done it, but you're always taking a risk, especially when that open wound comes in contact with soil, of having an infection. Uh, this tumor-like infection, this crown gall disease, as we call it. So that's my first concern. And that doesn't show up typically for a couple of years after you've planted, at least. It it could be any time. But usually that crown gall disease, that's after it's, you can't replace it anymore, okay? So it's done and it's over with. So you see the crown gall disease starting to develop and like a tumor, like a woody tumor that's growing at the base of the plant or anywhere along the limbs. It could be growing anytime that the plants have been damaged, and that damage is somehow put in contact with soil that could contain the agrobacterium disease. It can cause crown gall, and it's called crown gall because it normally occurs close to the base of the tree. We call it the crown. Uh, you know, there's two names for trees. There's the crown on the top and foresters sometimes talk about that. They talk about fires that are crowning. They spread across the top of the tree, across the crown of the tree. But there's also the crown that uh, on trees and shrubs of the joint or the area that's just as it enters the soil. That's also called the crown of a tree. And oftentimes we see that crown gall disease. You'll see pictures of it uh, on my blog. So you'll want to go back to my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's yeah, It starts with an X, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. And put in two words. Put in crown gall and put in Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. Both of those. And that should come up within a couple of hits. It should come up with uh, pictures and discussion of it. But crown gall disease. So that I would be concerned about that. The second is the visual part of it. You know, when you buy something at a nursery or a box store or whatever, you're buying something that's not damaged, hopefully. It's not damaged. And you receive something that's damaged, or if it's planted in the ground, it's damaged, then you should be either it should be either replaced, and that's preferable, or it, you should receive some sort of compensation for the damage. Remember, if you accept the compensation for the damage, it could still be infected. And you won't discover that for a couple of years. But if you go back to the nursery, they're going to say, ah, you know, or the garden center, we, we, we guarantee those plants. And so if anything, if it dies within the first year, we'll replace it. Well, that's great. But, and that's, and I'm, I'm happy that they have that. They're so confident about it. But this isn't a disease that's going to pop up in the first 12 months of growth. It's going to pop up later than that. So it's too late when you start to see the crown gall disease after in year 2, 3, or 4 starting to develop on your plant, the crown gall, the, the, the galls that are occurring at the base of the plant, on the base of limbs anywhere along the plant. It's too late. The infection has occurred and there's no way to clean it up. Well, the, the nice thing about this disease is, if there can be a nice thing about any disease, is that it's not a killer, typically. So you can have crown gall disease, and, and the health of the plant really isn't affected that much. The growth of the gall itself will probably slow down the plant to some degree, but it, it's more of a visual thing. You can cut it off if you want to, but it's not going to stop it. The, the infection is deep inside the tree. You're not going to dig it out. So really, if you're, if you're worried about it, it's best to replace the tree. Tree or shrub, whatever's been damaged, if you have, if it has been damaged, and also that that support needs to be replaced if it's been cracked or broken. So those need to be replaced too. You don't want to. Whoever did that job, they planted. They did a lousy job of planting, and I would say that's not normal. Whoever did it did a did a horrible job. So. I would go back to that company that planted it, and they're the ones that appears to have damaged the plant, and they should be the one replacing it, and I would push for a replacement for it. So, there's visual damage, then the crown gall itself, as it grows and increases in size year after year after year, or there can be the crown gall itself uh, disease, uh, or the visual damage itself. For the tree itself. So, in any regards, I would replace it if it were me. That's totally unacceptable. And whoever is responsible for it should be the one replacing it. So, should you be concerned? Yeah, you should be concerned about damage to that tree. Should you take action? Yeah, you should. Most likely, the company that planted it probably isn't going to replace it, but they should. You make sure when you go and you talk to somebody, make sure you take pictures of it, like the pictures you sent to me, and they're posted on there as well. That's a a pretty big injury to a tree or a shrub, anyway, on that red pistache. So remember, there's nothing you can do once it's had it. It's inside the plant. Replace it. That's the best thing. If you do replace it, the disease is not, as long as it's not, the plant is not damaged when it's planted in the ground, there's not going to be a problem with it but you should have it replaced and if nothing else you should at least receive some compensation for that damage if nothing else. Make sure that the tree or shrub is planted at the right depth so that it doesn't die. Make sure that the amendment that's going into the soil is uh, is a good amendment and not junk and make sure that the hole is at least three times the size of the root system itself when it, when the tree was planted. So if the root ball was two feet across in diameter, then it needs to be two times three, six feet in diameter on the hole. The hole has, doesn't have to be deep, but it should be, unless there's a drainage issue, drainage problem, but it, it should be wide to compensate for it. What I usually do when planting is uh, I'll dig the hole and with a limited amount of moisture, and then I start filling it up, <clears throat> put in a, a few inches of water in the bottom, put the tree shrub in it, and then start collapse mix the soil and the amendment together, and then start collapsing the sides. It's not so important below, but on on the surface, it sure sure is important to make sure that that soil is well amended at the time of planting. Okay. Well, I hear those. Uh, I hear those. I I hear that noise that music, so it's time to say goodbye. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Learn more about desert horticulture by signing up for my blog, Extreme Horticulture of the Desert. That's all one word, extreme horticulture, and starting with an X. Take some of my classes on Eventbrite if you're in the Las Vegas area. That's Bob Morris on Eventbrite.